This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Hello, everyone. It's Craig Huey, and I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm glad you're listening in, and I'm excited about today's program. Uh, Shelley's not here with me today, but we are going to be talking about education and the education crisis that's going on today uh, in America. And with us, no better person to talk about it is Meg Kilgannon. She is has been uh, with the Family Research Council. Uh, she used to work at the Department of Education as director of uh, Office of the Faith and Opportunity. And, um, you know, uh, she is an expert on what's going on right now. Meg, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Craig. It's really a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So um, um, our, our listeners understand that the Department of Justice is at war with parents right now, that, that there's an intimidation that the FBI is going to be showing up at school board meetings uh, as, and, and parents are, are being classified at these school board meetings as, as domestic terrorists. Can you tell me what's happening and what you see is going on uh, with this un this crazy move by the federal government? Well, we see that uh, the, the policies that they are putting forward and the education system has been completely under the thumb of the progressive movement in uh, Democrat politics for a long time now. So we see that when their policies are rejected and vociferously rejected by people at school board meetings, uh, they don't they don't think they need to change their policies. They think they need to stop us from talking. And so the way that they do that is through intimidation. And it's just a completely un-American approach to our civic process and a terrible example for children. Yeah. Across America, parents seem to be waking up. Taxpayers are waking up that the kids aren't being educated properly, that there's indoctrination going on, not just in history and social study classes, but even in math and English and, and all the different classes, they seem to have uh, uh, you know, a ideological bent that is trying to mobilize uh, the kids, indoctrinate the kids, to be able to uh, uh, not have the kids learn uh, uh, the essentials of education, but really a, a political slant to it. Is that what you're seeing? Right. We're seeing that, that school systems aren't teaching children how to think. <clears throat> They're teaching children what to think, mm. and that is indoctrination. Yes. And that's not what parents sign up for. We don't sign over our rights to direct the education of our children just when their children cross the schoolhouse door threshold. Yes. We, we expect to be treated as partners, at least, and to be respected as the primary educators of our children. And that is sadly not the case in many, many school systems across the country. There are wonderful Christian teachers in schools. There are wonderful uh, families in schools that are, that are um, you know, contributing wonderful things to society. But this, this um, overarching principle of progressivism that dominates educational thinking is that it's kind of like big tech and the, the, the kind of thinking that we see coming out of Silicon Valley being just really left wing, you know, totally in their own world, right? <laughs> and not really in touch with how the rest of us are living our lives. 
Um, sadly, we see that same kind of attitude now coming from our educational system. And it, it is just wonderful to me and to, to see how parents are standing up and expressing reasonable, common-sense viewpoints that clearly need to be heard in our schools today. So, you know, many people expect that a school in San Francisco will be un- indoctrinating the kids. But in uh, you know, Franklin, Tennessee, in, uh, in, in some uh, town in, uh, in uh, Wisconsin or some town in, in, in Louisiana, they think their school system's okay, the kids are okay, the education's okay. Is it okay? Well, I, this, is, this is where um, you see this worldview, this thinking that is so important to understand. Um, parents, uh, families, you know, work hard to provide for their families. They buy the best house they can in the best school district they can afford. And they want to think that those schools are good, right? The test scores might be highest in the state or, you know, go down the list of metrics you can, you can look at before you invest in your home and in, in the area you want to live. Um, but th- even though that, that, all, that all may be true, <laughs> you, you have to really ask yourself the hard question. What are my children learning? Are they learning to love their country? Are they learning to love their parents? Are they learning to love each other at school? Or are they being taught uh, a political agenda that turns them into activists and foments a sense of aggrievement and agitation in them? And sadly, most school systems find it easier to teach children how to be activists than to teach them to understand our system of government and our history Warts and all, we're not for covering up bad parts of our history. We have to understand our history so we don't repeat it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And these, these are things that parents all over the country value. And it's important if they seem like things that could be left unsaid, but no, we, we really need to say them now. We need to make sure that the people in charge of schools are hearing our voices. And if they're not listening to us, then we need good people to run for school board and to become involved in the educational system and make sure that our values are represented in meaningful ways. So, Meg, when, when I was in high school many years ago, my uh, history and social study teachers were liberal. But the other teachers were non-political, apolitical. They, 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 they weren't involved in any type of teaching that uh, would have a classified today as a left-wing uh, ideology. Yet I've been seeing video clips of the teachers in their own mouths talking about uh, 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 their ideology and how they wanted to help transform culture and transform politics by mobilizing the students, by teaching the students how to become active. Uh, are you seeing this in, in different school districts? And, and, and then the, the big question is, what can parents and taxpayers do about it? Right. Well, I think that this is, we all need to be aware that, you know, our birth rate in the United States is declining. And as it declines, 
it's going to become more and more important to have access to children, <laughs> to have access to our children's minds. Yes. And to have access to helping to form their worldview. Yes. So when you have a situation where, uh, you know, when you and I were in school, most of the teachers were moms who needed to work outside the home, but also wanted to be home when their children got home from Mm -hmm, school. mm -hmm. And being a teacher was a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. And they loved kids and they respected other parents. Mm. Now we have a situation where many young teachers don't have families of their own. They're unmarried, um, which, you know, you don't have to be married or have a family to be a great teacher. But when the cultural uh, atmosphere at the school changes that significantly, it's going to have an impact on the attitude toward parents and just that's just a whole different worldview. Wow. So we need to be aware of this and we need to make sure that we're making our voices heard, that we're supporting our the great teachers that are in schools and we're maybe pointing out some areas for improvement in other teachers who perhaps are too political. So when I was um, uh, graduating from college, I actually got a secondary education credential. One of the things the teachers, when I was doing my student teaching, said, be sure you don't talk to the parents about what you're teaching. You don't need the trouble. Uh, You don't need to talk about it. What I'm seeing is uh, school boards uh, filled with... uh, Teachers, uh, teachers, uh, or, or people supported by the California teacher—I'm sorry, the uh, teachers union. Uh, uh, so the AFT and these teachers unions are, are are really backing candidates who are winning for these school boards. And so you've got teacher problems, you got administrator problems, you got school board problems. So as a parent or a taxpayer, how do you? Uh, how do you change what that school uh, curriculum is, uh, what the policies are, what the educational material are? What do you do? Well, this is where you can take a really uh, great example from what happened in the Virginia governor's race this year. Um, we that, that race has been widely reported, and education was one of the most important issues in that race for governor. And you saw people embrace the candidate who embraced parental rights, Mm -hmm. the candidate who rejected nonsense, who wanted academic excellence, and who felt that our public school system should be the best school system in the country, not the 49th best school system in the country. And so this is something that that, um, resonated with voters, and they elected that candidate, and they rejected the candidate who said that he didn't think that parents should have a say in their in their children's education. So as we begin... So as, you need to vote your values. Vote your values. So as we start to uh, wind up, I think I'm going to have to have you come back be, you know, talking about some of these issues because you, 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 you have a, a real good understanding of what's going on. And, and uh, one final word to the parents and taxpayers who are going to these school boards. What should they be doing? Well, what should they be saying as we as we wrap up here? They should be persistent. Mm-hmm. They should be polite. Mm-hmm. And they should be expressing the truth that they know to be true. Yes. And ex- 
expecting to be respected and to have their views respected and taken into account in the system. And if their mics are shut off like they have been, if they're limited in what they can say, if uh, they uh, are scoffed at by these school board members uh, and uh, administration, yes. Then it's time to replace some school board members with people who don't turn off microphones (laughs) and who, who engage with parents. Yes. Thank you. It's time to back, get back and, and make sure, we, whether it's a recall or a regular election, to change those school boards to be able to stop this madness. Uh, Meg, yeah. you've been great. Now listen, if somebody would like to get more information about uh, uh, their, uh, their schools, mobilization, uh, to be able to make some change on the part of the parents and taxpayers, do you have some material or something you would recommend that people could ask for? We, we have a website, uh, frcaction.org slash schools. And at that website, you'll see our school board boot camp. You'll see a webinar that we did on how to make an open records or a FOIA request. We're having an event on Friday, November 19th. That's an election, school board election report. We're going to talk about what kind of groups and parents groups made the difference in this 2021 election and what to look forward to in 2022. And we'll talk to some school, newly elected school board candidates in that event. Very good. On Friday. So you can find information about all of that at frcaction.org slash schools. Meg, you've been great. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again. Great. I'd love to come back. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener-supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.